Heck yeah, for that great home loan. You know, we, we talked the last couple of weeks that for a couple of years, Don has been prepping Alex and Anthony for uh, his retirement, and he's, he's handed things off to their ever-capable hands, and uh, of course, we'll continue to hear from Don. He's still just as much a part of, of KSGF. I mean, he's been part of KSGF longer than I have. And that's uh, quite some time. Of course, he does so much work with the uh, Christian County uh, Committee, um, Republican Committee, and and so uh, we still will have him uh, part of that. But uh, as you know, you need any sort of um, you know information, any sort of help when it comes to the world of home loans. Then I want a great homeloan.com again in those ever capable hands. Uh, if you know Don, you know that he would not have retired otherwise. So. Um, you know, just we're so glad and so grateful for that incredible transition. And Anthony and Alex are great. And one or both of them still come out. Well, in fact, uh, Anthony, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him at happy hour Friday. Yeah, he was out there yeah. for almost the entire time. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we I were got distracted. telling uh, spooky stories because we were talking about uh, Eureka Springs, actually. Oh, yes. all right. Very good. Uh, the first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny today high of 80 clear 59 for a low tonight tomorrow sunshine with a high of 78 coming up amc springfield 11 um there are going to be two showings of police state this is the latest project by dinesh d'souza i believe this is is this also where uh 2000 mules I think that, yeah, this is the same theater. I don't believe so. Yeah, it is, now that I think about it. It's the same theater that 2000 Mules, of course, he was kind enough to join us prior to that, showing October third, uh, 23rd and October 25th, uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, you will be able to view that film at the AMC Springfield Theater. There's also a virtual premiere on October 27th, and he can explain to us what all that entails. And again, want to thank you so much, one, for the film itself, but also for joining us this morning. Um, man, it just seems as if 2000 Mules was not that long ago. I, in my mind, anyhow, it wasn't. Well, gosh, it had to be after the last election, so within the last couple of years. Uh, it seems pretty quick to have a, another full comprehensive film out um, one, what made you decide to to put out Police State? Uh, uh, what is it? And and boy, it did seem to move fast. Am I incorrect on that? Yeah, I've typically been doing the films um, every couple of years, but you know, let's just say events are moving pretty rapidly. Um, you know, I came to the United States a generation ago, and one of the things that struck me about the country was that there are certain basic rights and liberties that we have that are not open to political negotiation. In other words, we have a right to free speech. We have a right to conscience. We have a right to petition the government, equal rights and equal justice under the law. So I love this. I thought, well, how great. You know, 99 percent of people can disagree with me but they can't shut down my right to speak or they might object to the faith I practice, but nevertheless, they, you know, I still have the right to do it. Um, and then I've noticed that in the last few years, one by one, these basic liberties started coming under attack. They started getting abridged. Now, some of it was, you know, under the pretext of COVID, you can't go to church. Mm -hmm. Some of it was uh, after January 6th, they started doing more extensive censorship on digital platforms. And then I said to myself, wait a minute, 
let's look at these, you know, tyrannical and unfree societies around the world, or even historically, North Korea, China, Cuba, the old Soviet Union, and look at the defining features of those societies, mass surveillance of citizens, systematic censorship, uh, political indoctrination in the schools, uh, the effort to create a one-party state, the criminal targeting of the opposition party and dissidents, the emergence of political prisoners. And I said to myself, wait a minute, all those things are now showing their ugly face right here in the United States. So that's what gave me the idea of doing a new film, an urgent film, with a big question at the center of it, are we becoming a police state? And some would argue, perhaps this is what we see in the film, that it's not a matter of are we becoming, but how far into it are we? We're already there. And and what is the answer to that? Well, we are there in the sense that we are, we're not a full-fledged police state. Quite honestly, if we were a full-fledged police state, I couldn't make this film um, because I would be immediately arrested. Uh, I think we are in that under construction phase of the police state. Now, when the jaws of a police state slam shut, it gets really bad. And there's not a whole lot you can do. Uh, I'm doing on my podcast a series on Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. And what you realize is when a police state is fully established, the only thing you can do is run. And that means you try to get out, you try to get your family out, you try to get your money out. It's a desperate uh, race uh, for the border to get out, not to come in. Um, But we're not there yet, and there are many things we can do in in the interim. So what I've tried to do in the film is show you the police state, the actual way it's organized, who are the players in it, because people don't have a good understanding of what's happening and how it's Mm -hmm. happening. We have a police state that stretches into the public sector, but also the private sector. I mean, censorship, for example, involves academia, it involves the media, it involves nonprofit groups, it involves the government, it involves the digital platform. So look at this kind of octopus uh, stretching from the government into the private sphere. So all of this is sort of revealed in the movie, and you meet a lot of people, ordinary citizens, just guys like you and me, who have felt the hot breath of the police state on their face. I want to ask you how this fits in. I suppose it's somewhat timely, and that is comments that were recently made by Hillary Clinton, and and that is that Trump survived. There needs to be some sort of formal deprogramming that occurs. And you know, I always tell people you should listen to those who have lived through real life experiences. And and uh, one of the survivors of Mao's Cultural Revolution has sounded the alarm on on this sort of. A suggestion from Hillary Clinton, and and we hear this quite often. People who have fled those uh, oppressive regimes and came to the United States, uh, only to start telling us, "Hey, hey, guys, I'm telling you, this is happening here. This is bad." What what thoughts and how does it play into all of this when somebody like Hillary Clinton? is out there openly talking about formal reprogramming of people with different political ideologies. So you have to listen carefully to the rhetoric and you have to see what it means and where it leads. When you say that somebody is not in possession of their faculties, basically what Hillary Clinton is saying is that the Trump members, the, the, champ, the MAGA movement is made up of cultists. These are cult fanatics. They cannot think for themselves. They blindly follow Trump. So they are like automatons. And so they need to be reprogrammed, kind of the way you may reprogram a kind of a technological device. Now, 
this kind of rhetoric, it's rarely been used in this country, but I remember that it was used in the 1990s. You might remember the federal uh, government's assault at, at Waco, where mm-hmm. they burned those buildings. You have you know, women and children roasted alive. And the Clinton administration at the time was like, well, you know, these people are kooks. They're cult members. They're extremists. They're, in a sense, they're not like us. And so don't feel bad if you see them burning to death because, well, you know, that's, they're, 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 they're abnormal people. They're freaks. And so you have to re- realize that this rhetoric of dehumanization is not just the scary idea that they will grab Trumpsters and start trying to subject them to some sort of psychological intimidation or genuine reprogramming. It's the dehumanization is often a prelude to incarceration. And of course, in the case of some totalitarian societies, extermination. So that is what the survivors of Mao's Cultural Revolution, people who know up close what the Nazis were all about, they know what this means and where it goes. We're talking with Dinesh D'Souza, a police state which will be showing a two-night run, October 23rd and 25th, AMC Springfield 11. Uh, tickets, though I should note, are available exclusively at policestatefilm.net. That is policestatefilm.net. I know a lot of our listeners saw in the same theater, 2,000 Mules. Uh, for those that saw it, uh, they have a sense, at least uh, through that film project of uh, of a, a feel and a style going into police state what should they expect well 2000 mules in a sense was uh, very claustrophobic it was uh, focusing on cell phone geo tracking so kind of this this uh, sophisticated technology so you're tracking people uh, and then a surveillance video which is very revealing This film is vastly more cinematic because we have exclusive body cam footage. I mean, you'll you'll be you'll go onto the inside of what this police state looks and feels like. And in some cases, we have someone describing what happened to them. And then we in a spectacular way, but with clinical accuracy, we actually had a couple of FBI consultants help us with this movie. So everything that is said and spoken and done the costumes, the, the weaponry is all completely accurate. And so it's a very vivid, it's, it's the kind of thing Americans aren't used to because we've never had a police state in this country. Right. And I think it's really important for people to realize in what direction we're heading. Again, I'm not saying we're a full-fledged police state. In fact, the movie is made to prevent that. Mm. Uh, I liken myself to sort of an animal that sees a movement in the trees, and I'm sort of warning the herd that we're in danger and we need to take some protective action. We have been uh, accustomed to the the mainstream media and reaction from the left films like this. We heard it with 2000 Mules and though not your film, um, uh, the the one regarding uh, Sound of Freedom that, uh, oh, his conspiracy theories, uh, QAnon stuff. I, I suspect that you anticipate that sort of reaction for police state. Well, I mean, I, I do, and yet it, it falls to the wayside because we're not describing a conspiracy. In fact, I think what needs to be explained is how people can act as if they were in a conspiracy when they're not conspiring. I mean, let me give you an example. Mm. We have thousands of news organizations in this country, tens of thousands of reporters. And yet, uh, even though these media outlets don't get on a Zoom call every morning, 
they all come together and suppress the Hunter Biden story. Now, how is that possible? How could it be? Why, why didn't one independent journalist of the Sacramento Bee or the Dallas Morning News go, well, listen, if all these other idiots don't want to cover this, great. I'll be the one to have the story. It's a huge story. Let, but, but that didn't happen. So the question becomes, what is going on in journalism in which even though there's no active conspiracy, you can nevertheless have media organizations work together to block perhaps the biggest story of the last several years? We're talking with Dinesh D'Souza. The, the film Police State will be showing at AMC Springfield 11 on October 23rd, 25th. You can get tickets exclusively at policestatefilm.net. And we'll get that link up. I should have checked to see what sort of uh, availability still existed. But uh, explain, if you would, there is also a virtual premiere on October 27th for those that maybe aren't able to get a ticket to the, the theater showing. Yeah, this is the thing, and with, this is what happened with 2,000 Mules, is the theater filled up, and then people were like, oh, I can't see the movie in the theater, and so on. We've bought out hundreds of theaters, and the cool thing is you go, into the, go to the website, put in your zip code, boom, it tells you where it's playing. You can buy tickets right there, and you can go you know, with a group or go with your church, uh, go, go with your family. Um, now, if you can't make it to the theater, and it's only two days, October 23rd, Monday, and 23rd, uh, 25th, Wednesday, then that Friday, which is uh, October 27th, we have a virtual premiere, which means you can watch from home online. And we're doing this out of a spectacular studio in Las Vegas. It's really cool. We'll show the film and a live Q&A with me and Dan Bongino to follow. Uh, and all of that for the price of a movie ticket. So there are sort of two options for seeing the movie. We just want to make it easy for you. Either go to the theater and it's a unique. I mean, I make these movies for the theater. And this is a very cinematic movie. But if you'd rather watch at home, you can do that. But all the tickets, you can't get them from Fandango or you can't get, get them from the theater. You have to get them from policestatefilm.net. That's the website. I wanted to, if I could, just before we let you go, we're talking with Dinesh D'Souza, just because of all of the, over the last uh, several days, this this attack on Israel. And it's very interesting as I watch this play out. And there there are these somewhat, I, I think, a universally <clears throat> accepted position to be taken in the first few hours or few days of something like this. But over the last 24 hours, it seems increasingly obvious to me that politically or Democrats are finding a politically difficult position they're in regarding the funding to Iran. To a lot of people, this is just very straightforward, obvious. Freeze the six billion. Freeze it. They're taking credit for this. They're saying, uh, and Democrats are now being asked, do you support this? Do you support freezing? And uh, with the exception of Manchin and Tester, who are facing uh, potentially tough reelection um, uh, chances, Democrats largely, it's almost as if they don't really know what position they're supposed to take at this point. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that the initial line of defense that the Democrats were using has completely collapsed. The initial line of defense was, yes, we're giving the $6 billion to Iran, and yes, Iran did plan and orchestrate these attacks with Hamas, but our money has still not been spent. Yeah. <laughs> so think about that. We gave them the money. It's in the bank account. Presumably they could borrow against it. But nevertheless, the Democrats were literally saying the actual dollar bills that we gave them were not used for this particular terrorist act, although 
obviously they could be used for terrorist acts in the future. So this was such a ridiculous argument that they've now realized that this makes no sense. If we gave them the money and they did the terrorism, we have helped to subsidize the terrorism. End of story. So you're getting this kind of weird backpedaling now, and I don't really know where it's going to go. But the, yeah. but the truth of it is, look, I mean, Hamas did it. Iran did it. But it is unfortunately true that we gave him some money right. that could have helped facilitate it. Dinesh D'Souza, again, the film Police State uh, 2 at night, run October 23rd, 25th, AMC Springfield 11, the, the exclusive location to get those tickets, policestatefilm.net. It is .net, policestatefilm.net. And uh, there's also a trailer there and, and some other great information. And should you not be able to get a ticket for that showing again, the virtual premiere on October 27th, I know how, how busy you are with your time. And, and I'm so grateful that you're always willing to come on and uh, let people know about uh, these, these different films. And we've had you on as an author as well. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, thank you so much. My pleasure. Springfield's Talk 104.1. We've got a traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed.